Hello from beautiful Lynchburg, Virginia, and my office once again at Liberty University. Jake Schellenberger back for episode 14 of the Jake Shell Show. And uh, today we're going to talk about three fast and simple ways to increase productivity. This will be a short episode, and again, just looking for some quick hits, some quick tips for you to get more done, number one, and do so with a higher quality of output, number two. So again, three fast and simple ways to increase productivity. First, a few housekeeping items. As always, jakeshell.com, J-A-K-E-S-H-E-L-L.com is the place, the one-stop shop uh, for the blog, the book, book on power towers, uh, power training for swimming and so forth. Uh, The blog, all the podcast episodes are on the website as well. And uh, some links to some other goodies. So jakeshell.com is the one-stop shop. Over 80 articles, 140,000 words, and uh, two books for sale as well. And uh, secondly, you can support this podcast if you'd like. If you uh, like what you hear and you want to support the show, uh, Anchor allows you to sponsor the podcast. You can support the show for as little as 99 cents a month. And we do have quite a few. Uh, people that support the show. So thank you again uh, to our supporters. And finally, uh, last but not least, I mentioned the Power Tower book, uh, Sprint Training, and really not just sprint training, but power training uh, for swimming in general. It can can include any event, uh, any distance, 4 a.m. mile types uh, benefit from power training as well. Uh, Certainly more on the power endurance side. Uh, So if you'd like to pick up a copy of the book and you've not yet done so, Uh, feel free to go on over to Amazon Uh, right now. We sold out on the website, so I'm out of physical copies uh, here in Lynchburg. Uh, We'll be getting them back in soon. But uh, for now, if you want to head over to Amazon, the book is available on Prime, uh, Amazon Prime. So you can get it for $35 with free uh, two-day shipping with your Prime, Amazon Prime account. All right, that's it. On to the article, Three Fast and Simple Ways to Increase Productivity. And again, I define productivity in the the general sense as getting more done and increasing the quality of that which you do. So it's the idea that we're gonna we're gonna create or or do, right, uh, prolifically, right. So a lot, and then we're gonna do it at the highest, absolute highest quality, as well. When you think about those we admire uh, throughout history. Uh, they were prolific both in, again, their quantity and the quality of their output. And there were a few that were, you know, maybe one-hit wonders where they had one piece, one work, one art, one whatever it is that was well above and beyond. Uh, but the majority of people that we consider to be prolific certainly had both, right? They often had long careers, Or if they had short careers, they certainly had uh, prolific just in the terms of output, right? Uh, So, you know, when you look at somebody like, uh, say, Beethoven, you know, died relatively young, uh, but in his life produced certainly quite a bit. Uh, And you can find that across, you know, science, art, literature, music, uh, wherever you find greatness, right? You'll find people that that produce at the highest quality and then produce... uh, at a high volume as well. So I define personal productivity, again, as the combination of volume of output and then the quality of output. And there's a sliding scale. Uh, You know, certainly, uh, and this is no disrespect to some of these authors, but you 
you have some authors who are prolific in their volume, and maybe the books are okay, they're so-so, the, the quality is not of the absolute highest degree, but they're consistent, you know, and they've written 40 books, and they sell relatively well, and they have a following, and, and uh, you know, they're, they're prolific in, in terms of volume, but they didn't hit that, that super-duper bestseller, you know, the, the one that you'll talk about hundreds of years later and so forth. Uh, and then you'll have the, the one-hit wonders. And, and so there's a sliding scale of people that write that one work, write that one book, or compose that one song. Uh, but in general, you know, we're talking about people that combine both. And again, there's that sliding scale. All right, tip number one. And this might seem as though I'm taking the easy way out, uh, but this is serious. This is not uh, in jest. Rule number one uh, as far as three quick and easy ways to increase uh, productivity, rule number one, say no. The idea that we do less to do more. And again, you might say, well, of course, uh, you know, and, and it seems like I'm taking the easy way out. Uh, but it's actually much harder than you would think and much harder than you would imagine. You would think that saying no and doing less to do more is easy. <sighs> But then you look at, uh, you know, people's professional lives and their personal lives and you see that more often than not, we've bitten off more than we can chew, right? For the most part, we have a lot of stuff to do. And you'll hear people, oh, I'm so busy, I'm just so much stuff to do, all this stuff, all these inputs coming at me and all these people asking for my attention and my time. And we get that a lot, right? We get that a lot. And it is hard to say no, it really is. And as humans, reciprocity and just, you know, wanting to fit in socially and all that good stuff, uh, we don't want to say no, right? We want to say yes, because in the future, we want that person to remember that and say yes to us, right? So we don't want to say no. Nobody likes to say no. Uh, we want to say yes. We, we want to bring joy into the lives of others or, or help them and, and hope that they help us someday and, and what have you. Uh, so it is hard to say no. Uh, but if you are concerned with, again, the volume and the quality of your output, it does help to say no. So rule number one, say no. Do less to do more. Right off the bat, one uh, action you can implement right now today is to limit the amount of time wasters, uh, limit the amount of of mindless, attention-grabbing, uh, unproductive tasks. And they could be personal, professional. They could be, you know, just generic time wasters. Uh, we, you know, it's cliche now, but the cat videos on whatever video service, right? And, and you know what that is for you. We all have our different things. Uh, so just the idea that, you know, we're going to limit time wasters. Uh, but it could be things, you know, that are not time wasters in, in the general sense. We'd think of cat videos on YouTube. Uh, but they could be time wasters in that maybe you're not the best person to do it. Maybe it's something uh, professionally that you could hand off to someone else. Or someone with a different skill set might be a better candidate to do that specific task. And, uh, you know, something uh, to look at. You know, and, and it's not that you want to, you know, shirk on your, on your work. You know, you want to make sure that you're doing what you need to do. But you also want to make sure that you're doing what you're best suited to do and, you know, leave the other tasks, uh, maybe, you know, somebody else could do them and so forth. So work to your strengths and, if you can, 
uh, hand off your weaknesses to those that maybe that's a strength for them. And that's obvious, right? I mean, it's, it's business 101, right? You have accountants and you have marketing people and they have a different skill set, right? And your accountants are not doing marketing and your marketing are not doing accountants. But, you know, boil that down and, and what does that mean for you in your life uh, professionally? All right, so say no. Do less to do more. Rule number one. Rule number two. And this one, I'm going to get some flack, I'm going to get some pushback, but I believe it 100%. Uh, and I think that if you look at the science, it's undeniable. I know people will want to argue that you can push through or it doesn't matter or you can rise above. Uh, that might work in the short term. I don't think it works in the long term. And even if it does work, even if you can do it, and sure, you can find outliers and examples, extreme examples throughout history of people that didn't adhere to this advice and still produced. But I would argue that what could they have done, right? What could they do better or what could have been better about their careers if they had listened to point number two, which is to maximize the four pillars of elite human performance. Okay, maximize the four pillars of elite human performance. And my personal definition of those four pillars, I believe, and I've written about this quite a bit on the blog, jakeshow.com, I believe without a, doubt, without a doubt, that is to say without a doubt, that the top four, the, the big four, the four pillars of elite human performance, and when I say human performance, I mean physically, cognitively, in terms of personal productivity, right? Prolific output in volume and in, and in just the quality of what you're doing. The four are sleep, diet, exercise, and stress management, okay? Sleep, diet, exercise, and stress management. So that is to say that I believe how well you sleep affects your personal productivity. It affects the volume and the quality of your output, both personally and professionally. Now, yes, I'm sure there are musicians and there are artists and there are others who produced at unbelievable rates and at high quality and they didn't sleep well and and I get that right but what could they have done how much better could they have been growth mindset right you're saying well but they did this and they didn't need sleep and they they built this business and didn't need to sleep and they only slept four hours a night but they still did this and what could they have done how much better could they have been sleep diet I absolutely believe that what we eat day in and day out affects our cognitive performance. I absolutely believe that what we eat affects the raw cognitive horsepower that we bring to the task. Right? So whether it's art or music or business or whatever we're doing personally, professionally, prolific output, right? personal productivity, I do believe that what we eat plays a large role in how good all right, the quality of what we produce and then the quantity, how much, what, what can we get done, how much can we get done, and how well can we do it. I believe that what we eat plays an absolutely crucial role in personal productivity. Now, I'll get some, I'll get some flack, right? I'll say, oh, well, you know, it doesn't matter what you eat. It doesn't affect your brain. I think in 100 years, maybe less, probably a lot less, we're going to figure it out and we're going to say, wow, I can't believe we were eating that. I can't believe we put that in our baby food. I can't believe we put that in our whatever food and, and thought that it was healthy to eat. Uh, you know, diet is something that I'm, I'm pretty strict about and it's not because 
you know, I, I'm OCD. It's because I care about the performance of my brain. And I'd rather not feed my body regardless of taste, right? Taste is, is a heathen desire, right? Oh, but it tastes good. Well, you know, that's what uh, the addicts say when they say, but it feels so good, right? Uh, you know, and that might be a, an extreme comparison. But the, the truth remains, right? If, if all we do is eat for taste, how different is that than the, the addict that's just looking for the next hit, right? It's all about feel. It's not about performance. So I eat for, for performance. I don't eat for, for taste. And if the food happens to taste good along with its performance qualities, then okay, so be it. And that's even better, all right? But performance is number one for me, performance and just health in general. Uh, so diet, I, I do believe that what we eat plays a large role in our cognitive performance. And the people on the cutting edge of biohacking, the people on the cutting edge of neuroscience, the people on the, on the cutting edge of Western medicine, which that's a whole other podcast in and of itself and possibly a blog article. Uh, anyhow, they know. And if you know the right places to look, and you talk to the right people, Dr. Mark Hyman, for example, uh, David Perlmutter, you know, you can find these people and uh, they're all over it, right? And they'll tell you about the effects of sugar on the brain. They'll tell you about the effects of elevated blood glucose levels over 40 years and how it's starting to look like, uh, you know, dementia, Alzheimer's, type 3 diabetes, right? And so the, the people out there that know, know, and the rest of us, We've either heard it and we maybe sort of believe it or we just shake it off and say, no, that, that can't be. Uh, but I absolutely believe that diet affects cognitive performance and in turn perfects, uh, affects the, the output, again, so the volume and then the quality of our work, personal productivity. All right, the third one, exercise. Of course, we know that exercise is good for us. We know it's good for the brain. That's well studied. And uh, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find someone that does not believe that exercise is good for the brain, whether it be aerobic exercise and, and sort of clearing out the, the plaque on the pathways or, uh, you know, strength training in terms of uh, neurogenesis or whatever, you know, whatever you're, you're looking at as far as exercise effects on the brain. I think that's pretty well studied in people. You know, after they go for a run or they go for a swim, you know, they just they feel better. They have that clear head feeling, right? I think most people... Uh, would agree there. So exercise, and then stress management. Again, that's one that's pretty you know well researched and and it's understood that you know stress affects our cognitive performance in a negative way. All right. So again, the four pillars of elite human performance: sleep, diet, exercise, stress management. For whatever reason, we we know that sleep you know affects our cognitive performance. We know that exercise does. We know that stress management. For whatever reason. Here in the West, in the USA, we tend to think that diet does not, of those four. That's the biggest one for us, the hardest one. I don't know why. If you put somebody on a clean diet, you know, maybe one that's uh, perfect for their, for their DNA from an epigenetic standpoint, and you, you have them eat that way super clean with no cheat days, no cheat meals, no cheat anything for a month, and how good their head feels, how clear they are, how sharp they are, uh, they'd never go back, right? They would never go back. Uh, but for whatever reason, we tend to think that, oh, you know, diet doesn't matter. We know that sleep does. We know that exercise does. We know that stress management does. But for whatever reason, we give our horrible, uh, sad diets a pass. And I don't understand that. I don't understand it at all. 
anyhow, that's another uh, podcast perhaps uh, for another time. Um, now, let me talk uh, about outliers. Um, there are outliers. Obviously, there are people that perform at a high level, uh, both you know in terms of quality and quantity, and they don't do these things. You know, and it's you know you'll hear that people will use the outliers to prove the rule. Right? They'll say, well, because X Y Z doesn't sleep well and performs at a high level, I don't need to sleep well to perform at a high level. And it's the idea that that X Y Z is an outlier. Right? Outliers exist, but should not be used to prove the rule. Right? Outliers should not be used to prove the rule. If you use outliers to prove the rule, then you can prove just about anything, right? And it may be true for that n equals 1, right? It may be true for that n equals 1. But what does it mean for the majority of people, right? Can the majority of people excel in life with three hours of sleep per night? If you say that they can because that one outlier does... Uh, you know, I think we're all smarter than that. But uh, as a cognitive bias, we tend to always use, you know, that outlier. But I know this one guy, or I, but I know this girl that does this, and that's what they they use to prove the rule. Uh, I guess it feels better. You know, they can justify it that way. Uh, but in general, all right, we don't want to use the outliers to prove the rule. All right, last but not least, point number three. Uh, use a task manager or project manager. Some system. You must have some type of system to manage all of the inputs and outputs in your life. You, you must have something. Uh, with the overwhelming majority of stuff in our lives today, I don't know anyone that can get by without some type of system. We just have way too much stuff. And this might not be true uh, for, you know, retirees or, you know, small, small children, you know, that aren't, aren't doing th- But even then, you, you get to school and suddenly you have homework and you got to keep track of all that, even as a, a 10-year-old, you know, and going through grade school. Uh, so really, I, I can't think of many... Uh, many people, many populations that really don't have a need for some type of organizational system. Uh, At the very least, you should have a calendar, right? At the very least, you should have a dedicated calendar that keeps track of all your appointments so you know where to show up and when. Uh, But rule number three, use some type of personal uh, system, some type of of task manager and or project manager. I recommend to do, it's the number two, letters D-O, to do, and it's a it's a personal productivity slash task manager slash project manager slash everything app. Uh, it's available for Mac OS, uh, Android, iOS. I think it's the absolute best uh, personal productivity task management project management app on the market today. Uh, I think it's incredible. I've been using it for years. And it has absolutely helped me keep track of everything uh, that I have to do. And, you know, say what you will about coaching. Uh, You know, you can be a swim coach or you can try to excel at swim coaching, right, or any coaching. And there's a lot of uh, X's and O's, so to speak, right? There's a lot going on recruiting, you know, two, three classes at a time. You've got your current team. 
you've got your alumni you want to keep up with, right? You've got a lot of people, you got a lot of meetings, you got a lot of stuff, right? A lot of inputs, a lot of outputs. Uh, you know, here's one for example. Uh, there are 3,000 uh, USA Swimming Club programs in the country, and how many of them know that we have a brand new 50-meter uh, facility with a separate diving well here at Liberty? And you know that that moves me every day. That keeps me going, right? Because I know that not everyone knows that we have this br brand new, beautiful facility here. And it's my job to tell them, right? Because I can't expect them to just go on the web and look it up because they might not know anything about Liberty or know where to find us, right? And so what is that example in your life, right? What is that example, you know, whether you're in marketing or sales or whatever you're in professionally, right? You can't expect the customer to just come to you, right? You can't expect that other person in whatever that thing is to just know, right? You might have to go out and educate people. You might have to go out and, and get people, right? Uh, so, you know, it's the idea that you only eat what you kill. And if you don't kill, you don't eat. And uh, the sales types will know that one, right? ABC, A always, BBC, closing, always be closing, always be closing. AIDA, attention, interest, decision, action, right? So we know this. Those are in sales. We know this. You got to go out and get it, right? You got to hit the bricks and so forth. Okay, so use to do. I recommend to do, again, it's the number two, letters D-O. And this app, back to the app, this app does it all. It absolutely does everything. It's, it's got list uh, managers. It's got location-based reminders. That is to say, you know, you turn on the, the location feature, and you can set a reminder to pick up XYZ at the grocery store. And then the next time you're at the grocery store and you forget to add XYZ to your original list, that uh, the app will remind you, oh, hey, by the way, pick up XYZ. And you're like, oh, I forgot about this. But the app reminds you because it knows that you're in that location. Okay, so it's got a, a host of features, location-based reminders and notifications. It's got start dates, due dates. It's got checklists, projects, tasks. It's, you can attach files to it. It syncs with your email, syncs with calendar, syncs with Siri. Uh, syncs with Dropbox, uh, syncs across devices, right? So it's got Apple Watch, uh, iPad, uh, iPhone, obviously, Mac, so it can sync across all your devices. Uh, and again, it's available for Android as well. And uh, one really neat feature about it that I love, and this is uh, something I've written about before on the blog, uh, the Apple Watch app for to-do features... Uh, a microphone input capturing, uh, I guess it's a feature. I mean, I'm not sure how exactly it works, uh, but it's fantastic. It's a complication that you can use for the Apple Watch, and it's a little microphone, and it's just an input, right? And it just capture, 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 and it syncs to your phone then, and then syncs to the app, and then bam, you know, when you go back to the to-do app, you've got all of those captures right in your inbox, uh, and then you can process them, you know, as is. So I'll be on the pool deck during practice, and I'll see something. Oh, hey, you know, instead of writing it down, which I, I could write it down too. I've got pen and paper, you know, on hand with me almost all the time. Uh, but this is just an easier, quicker way. I don't have to miss anything during practice. I can just, you know, wrist to the mouth, hit the microphone, bam. Hey, remember this. You know, say somebody, uh, you know, uh, 
myriad examples. I mean, good heavens, you know, somebody uh, needs to work on something technical or whatever it might be. I can make a note of that and then bam, it goes right into the task management app. I can say, hey, remember to talk to so-and-so about their dive, you know, streamlining their feet or whatever it might be. Or maybe it's something not even related to coaching. You know, it might be, okay, hey, there's something with the pool, with the facility, note, bam, and then boom, forget about it. When I come back to it, it's in the system. Uh, so really neat feature there uh, about the app. And uh, it also uh, integrates with a lot of popular uh, email clients. So uh, Airmail and Spark, for example, integrates with them. Uh, and so it's it's just a, you know, so for, for example, that would work where you're in Airmail and, you know, an email comes across your, your desk, desktop there, and, you know, there's a, an action tied to it, right? So from Airmail, then, you can swipe and you can say, all right, send to to-do, and then it will send the email to your to-do inbox, and then you can you know, list that email in any list you want. It might be pool, it might be you know, general liberty stuff, it might be home, it might be personal, it might be your job or whatever. And then you can set a reminder, you can come back to it, and then working from the app, right, you can just go back and it'll link back to that email, and you can pull it back up. You know, say it's something that's due, you know, uh, a month from now, right? You can file it away, but using the app, you can come back to it, and uh, it'll be there. Uh, so, again, there's a, a lot with to-do uh, that you can do, and uh, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, it's just, it's it's hard to say. I mean, there's really, I can't say enough about the app and how good it is. Uh, just let me give you a few examples of how I use it here at Liberty. Uh, so I have a Liberty section, right, where I keep track of all of my stuff here as far as, you know, Division One coaching goes. So I can track requests I receive from individuals I need to complete, you know, stuff that comes into me and says, hey, can you do this? I can do it. Uh, I can track requests made uh, by me to others, you know, so follow-up. Okay, so hey, uh, you know, so-and-so, XYZ, could you do ABC? And then if I want that to happen, I have to follow up with it, right? I have to track it. I can't just uh, trust that it's going to be into that person's system and that it's going to get done. You know, at some point I have to follow up and say, hey, how did this go? Uh, you know, did this work? Uh, I can track requests received and made by other individuals, right? So on our staff, for example, if if so-and-so is going to work with so-and-so about ABC, then I'll want to check up and make sure at some point that that, you know, that got done. Um, and again, all of that works through email. It works through just basic reminders. Uh, it works with tags, locations, due dates, start dates, etc. And, and it just really allows you to keep track of all of your stuff. Uh, so I have a waiting on list, for example, where all of the, the waiting on stuff goes in there. And then every week or every couple of days or whatever it is, I can follow up and say, hey, uh, where are we on this project? And it just it just keeps things going, right? It keeps things in the system because you, you never know when something's going to fall off of somebody's plate or it's going to fall off their radar or maybe they need to follow up with someone else, you know, and then it's like inception where it's three or four levels down, right? And so you, you want something to get done and you go to someone, but they got to go to two other people or three other people. And then suddenly, you know, people are following up all the way down the line or up the line, right? And uh, boy, you better keep track of all of that. And uh, if you really want that project to get done, right? So to do, I uh, can't recommend it enough. I would suggest you download it and try it out. 
You might not like it. I think you will. It's as simple or as complicated as you want it to be. Again, it's the number two, letters D-O. All right, so there you have it. Three fast and simple ways to increase productivity. Number one, say no. Do less to do more. Number two, maximize the four pillars of elite human performance, sleep, diet, exercise, and stress management. Uh, don't let the masses fool you, right? They'll tell you that oh, you know, it doesn't matter how you eat, it won't affect your brain. Get out there and, and listen to some of the people that are on the cutting edge, right? Uh, listen to some of the people that are, that are out there doing the cutting edge research. Uh, David Perlmutter is one. You know, just look him up. Uh, Mark Hyman is another. Uh, they're just, again, they're, they're on the cutting edge. You know, listen to uh, a couple episodes of the Ben Greenfield show, right? Ben Greenfield Fitness. Uh, you know, if you don't believe that what you eat affects your brain, I, I don't know what to tell you, but I would challenge you to get out there and really explore the space and try it, right? Seeing is believing, as they say. So if you don't believe that what you eat affects your cognitive performance, just try it. Try it for a month, right? Eat a super clean, super uh, balanced, and, and by balanced, I mean not not the food pyramid balanced, right? But you know what balanced means if you're in the biohacking space. But eat a just a super clean diet, right? Free of all the, the nasties that we find in the, the standard American diet, the sad diet. And see how you feel for a month, right? See how you feel. And let me say this in, in regards to diet, not to get on the soapbox, but... You know, we, we, we say, oh, you know, food doesn't matter. Ah, boy, here, here in the U.S., we are, I'll, I'll use a polite term, we are the second heaviest country in the world, right? Uh, recently, we were number one, recently overtaken by Mexico, okay? So we are the second heaviest country in the world. And in terms of total life expectancy, uh, last time I checked, we're somewhere in the 40s. I think we were right at 40th in the world in total life expectancy, all right? So that is to say that some 39 other countries on average live longer than we do, and uh, all, all but one are more fit than we are, okay? So say what you will about diet and how it affects our health, our cognition. Uh, you know, I, I, again, I'm not a medical doctor. This is not medical advice. I'd even go so far as to say that that, uh, you know, you look at some of the issues and, and the challenges we're having in the mental health world. Uh, let's consider that, what, 80, 90% of serotonin is produced in where? Not the brain, in the gut, right? Uh, through your digestive system, intestinal tract, and so forth. And so, you know, if, if our gut microbiome is mm, not optimized, that's a, that's a polite term, right? Not optimized. Then tell me about our serotonin production, right? Will that be optimized? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Is there a connection between our rise in mental health uh, challenges and the overall decrease in the quality of our diets in terms of serotonin and, and other neurotransmitters and just our, our feel-good? Now, certainly diet is not the only thing. You can talk about a whole host of different things, right? Exercise and diet and, and just stress and lifestyle and everything else, right? But I do think diet plays a role. And again, 
you know, if you look at the fact that 80, 90% of serotonin is produced in the gut, in the gut microbiome, and then you could imagine that, well, if that isn't optimized, then serotonin might not be optimized. And if serotonin is not optimized, then we might not be as, quote, happy, unquote, as we normally could be otherwise. Uh, so, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that tell you that, oh, diet doesn't matter, don't worry about that, you know, just eat for taste. And uh, I think you've got you've to push back a little bit, right? If, if you're listening to this show and you're wondering, you know, how that works, well, you just you, you tell them, well, hey, did you know that we're second in the world as far as, uh, you know, obesity, overweight, and then uh, talk about life expectancy, 40th or so. Uh, and then you talk about mental health challenges. You talk about suicide rates, which are extremely high here in the U.S. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. But uh, I think there's something there to uncover. And again, I'm not making a, a claim either way. But I do think that there's a lot there that we will uncover in the future. And we'll look back and say, wow, we were, we were literally eating ourselves uh, stupid, just in terms of cognitive performance. All right. So again, uh, back to uh, the, the the three. Say no. Right. Do less to do more. Maximize the four pillars of elite human performance: sleep, diet, exercise, stress management, and use a tracking personal productivity system. Right. Use certainly a calendar. That's that's number one. Right. But then use some type of a list manager or project manager, some type of a a record-keeping system where you can keep all of your inputs, all of your projects, right, all the things you need to do. Make sure you can keep those uh, organized and that you can keep track of it easily. It doesn't have to be a digital. It can be a paper-based system. But just use something other than your calendar where you're keeping track of your lists and things that you need to do. All right. Hope you enjoyed this one. Again, this is episode 14, Three Fast and Simple Ways to increase productivity. Again, productivity uh, defined in terms of the volume of the output and the quality. All right. Thank you. We'll be back again for more. And uh, by all means, you know, be sure to incorporate uh, these three into your life. Uh, download the to-do app. By the way, I have no financial, uh, there's no financial uh, benefit to me. The company's in the UK. Uh, they're in Britain somewhere, I believe. Uh, Beehive Innovations. Uh, I, think, I believe they're in the UK. So I'm not tied to the company financially. I'm not an affiliate marketer. I am. I am not. You know, here's a discount code. Save 10%. You know, yeah. There's none of that. I just love the app. I use it. I use it every day. It is a lifesaver for me. I could use a paper-based system, and I could do all of the stuff that To Do does on a, on a paper-based system. But it's just so much easier on the app and the Apple Watch and the iPad. And uh, with the location-based reminders and everything else that it does, uh, it's just a great app for, for getting stuff done, as David Allen would say. So hope you enjoyed this one. We'll be back again next week with more. Uh, Jake Schellenberger, have a great day here from beautiful Lynchburg, Virginia, and Liberty University.